Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of DeSisto Strength Training in San Francisco, David DeSisto. Thanks for being with us today. Hi, Dominic. Thanks for having me. Looking forward I to this. I am. Yeah, thanks for being on with us. I'm excited to get into this. Um, you've got a pretty unique model in a couple of ways here. So let's jump into it. Tell us, you know, in your words, what is DeSisto Strength Training all about? DeSisto Strength Training is a, uh, a very private, one-to-one, high-intensity, slow-motion exercise program. We work with clients that uh, prefer a private environment and prefer high-intensity versus uh, the entertainment of a regular gym. Yeah, I like the, um, the entertainment side of things because I've heard, I've heard that phrase kind of gaining some traction, fitness entertainment or... <laughs> And, and I don't think it detracts from, you know, what people are doing out there because there is a market for it. Everything that we do that gets people off the couch that doesn't hurt them is probably a positive, right? We're all, we're all going for it in our own unique way. So exactly. I want to dive a little bit more into that in a couple of minutes. But first, can you give us some background? You've been in the industry for a long time. Um, you've had, you know, a lot of experience and exposure to you know, every fad that's come across in the last few decades. So give us the kind of highlight reel of your background. Uh, sure. Um, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years. And when I started, uh, I had already spent many years working out on my own and found myself just naturally wanting to help others in the gym. And yeah, I was, it, it was something I really liked to do. And um, from there, you know, after my degree in in uh, journalism and advertising, and I did that for just a year, I realized this wasn't really for me, and uh, moved to Key West and had a great time there, and, you know, living on the beach and, and working out three hours a day or more, um, you know, it was fantastic, but I realized if I wanted to be in the gym environment, Key West wasn't going to be big enough to make anything out of it, so I moved to California with some family and started a gym here with a, well, I joined a friend who had a gym here and um, we built it bigger and bigger. And then we realized we needed something more, um, uh, let's call it precise. We, we wanted to make sure the trainers were trained in a way we didn't have to worry about them injuring their clients. Of course, we all know that's an issue of, uh, of every gym owner's concern. Absolutely. So we did that. And then uh, he and I started this, this type of training uh, through a super slow guild. And from there, uh, you know, we've expanded and, and changed things, but, uh, but that's how we got started, how I got started. So you, you had the, the motivation and the drive to be in the fitness business and, and you saw the, the quote old way and really sought out to build a better mousetrap or collaborate in order to do that and come up with or, or collaborate in a way that you could adapt um, some, some unique things that people were working on in it. It ended up in this, you know, the the super slow method or you know high intensity uh, method, which is is unique in a lot of ways. But um, logistically, um, we'll we'll dive into some of those. But from from the point of you coming out to California and in working, getting exposed to this, 
what was the timeline? How long did it take for you to be a partner owner in the business? Because it sounds like you had a faster trajectory than usual. Yeah, I'd say so. When we started, um, I just wanted to get into the gym world more um, professionally. So I just got a, a typical uh, was ACE degree, I think it was back, God, it must have been 91 or something. And uh, no, 94, but anyone. Uh, and anyway, um, I started working at 24 Hour Fitness, you know, just mm-hmm. as a, you know, typical personal trainer, just trying to make it, make it work. And that's when they, my, my friends introduced, my family introduced to a new guy, friend of, friend of theirs who had this facility and already running, but he wanted to grow it and make it better than it was. And he was just a typical studio gym at the time, but he and I became good friends and we started working together. So I left 24 hour fitness right away within a year and uh, started working with him. And in within six months of working with him, we found another man who had a, a, a super slow gym a few, an hour South of us went down there, worked out on his equipment and fell in love with it immediately on the way home. We both said, this is what we're going to do from now on. And, uh, and we, we brought him along with us to start training us how to do it right. And then we all got certified in super slow back then, uh, maybe three or four months later. We built it from so, there. So it was a quick, you know, once you found it, you knew. Yeah. And that's, that's one of those things that applies to a lot of different areas of life is there sometimes there's things that strike you and strike a chord so deeply that you're like, all right, this is it. I'm not yep. looking for anything else. This is the thing that I'm going to go and you know adopt and and be doing for a long time so when it when it came time to look at some of the logistics of it there are some unique things um, that stand out right at the tip of the iceberg for me one is the sessions are are short yeah you're you're booking clients for 30 minute sessions that have about 20 minutes or so of activity and you only are seeing people generally speaking once they're involved once a week. So right. um, how do how do those things figure in for you when you're looking at, you know, business planning, scaling, things like that? Because those two things, mm-hmm. even now, you know, 30 years later, are such a departure for the norm right. that I'm sure people's brains are melting right now <laughs> listening to that. So so explain to me how that fits into your logistics. Well, you know, what really matters to, to us is that the client is overly excited to work out with us and then they find that we find that they will send their family and friends to us very easily so we want to provide what we found to be the most efficient and the safest and most effective way for them to train um, i know every every type of training helps and works but we found this to be the most efficient and the most effective um, so because of that you know it's it's the using this workout and this protocol we don't have to let the client sort of mold into what's next and what's what we're going to, you know, they know from the beginning what we're doing and why we're doing it. We, we spend an hour in the beginning with them explaining why this is the way to go. If they don't already know the basics and make sure that they're on board with it, give them a free workout to try it. And, you know, within two workouts, we'll go into muscle failure with these people and they're getting a real shock. Like this is what it's going to be like. Is this for me or not? And the ones that say, yes, they stay with it long term, and um, that's why this is this is working. We don't need monthly dues. We don't need sign up fees because the clients are happy to come in. I don't have to like sort of trap them in anything. I know that's not 
you know, what happens to everybody, but that does happen. Some gyms do that, you know, it's not necessary. If you provide value, if you provide, you know, real connection with your client, they're not going to leave and they're going to send friends and it's going to grow. And that's what we based it on. We said, we want to be hundred percent authentic and open and show them how it works and live it ourselves. And we did that. And that's why it's worked. Honestly, it's hard. This business model isn't simple and isn't, it isn't a huge money maker. Let's put it that way because we have one trainer and one client on the floor of the entire gym at a time. So you really have to be efficient with your client load and you have to be efficient with your trainer lineups. Um, but in the end, people prefer it in many cases, at least the people that we see, you know, some don't, some leave, but the ones that love it wouldn't do anything, anything else. Yeah. I think a lot of it, um, there needs to be, really specific planning that comes up with it. I mean, you being in San Francisco, you know, one of, you know, the, the most expensive real estate markets in the country <laughs> certainly makes it so that you have to be as efficient as possible. And to a lot of people that looks like how many people can I train per square foot where for you, the model doesn't scale beyond one-on-one -on -one for what you need. So that, that path isn't an option. You've got to find a space where you can have the trade-off. I think you said you've got about 16 pieces of equipment, yep. roughly a thousand square feet to execute it. So now you've just got to be as efficient as possible, right? Utilization, things like that. So one of the things that does come up that applies to a lot of different trainers and, and training methodologies that we see with one-on-one -on -one training is Hey, I've only got so many hours a day. I want to work. I've only got so many sessions. And, you know, one of the first things that, that I find myself talking to a lot of people about is the length of their sessions. Yeah. And for you, you know, you automatically, if you want, can train twice the amount of people uh, of somebody who's doing that, you know, one hour session and still charge what's probably close to what the rate is a lot of people get for an, for an hour. So uh, that helps to offset a little bit of that real estate cost. So, so that's one thing is if your method, if I'm understanding it right, it's not that you only want to train people for 20 minutes. That's about the maximum capacity for most people. Is that correct? Right. We tried yeah, the original super slow protocol was based on an osteoporosis project and they were training three times a week. Um, and eventually people, their, their progress dropped and there were more chances for injury. So then it went to twice a week and we did that for years, twice a week for most clients. And then we determined for ourselves as we got time went on and, and clients too, that they did better with more time off because they could work harder during that one time they were there and not worry about having not, you know, not enough recovery for the next workout. So it worked better for us to then book it once a week. Some people do better once every 10 days. And in fact, that's often what my workout is. But if I don't, if I try to squeeze it in too soon, my performance suffers. And um, I just, you know, you don't, I don't get out of the workout what I normally would. So these clients find the same thing is that once a week is great for the business model because you can just book them on Monday and Monday, Monday and Monday. And you don't have to sort of like flex around every, every 10 days. Um, because again, we have to be efficient, uh, as you can imagine. Um, and in the end it, it's, I, I love it. Uh, we book 30 minutes true, but we only see them for about 20 minutes of exercise, maybe even less, sometimes even as low as 12 minutes. Um, and after that we do a quick, 
sort of rub down on the, on the chair, massage chair, relax them, and then I'll get them on their way. All right. So do you, or have you come up with any resistance from clients who say like, this is great, I feel that, but they don't get the science behind the recovery yeah. and, the, and they want to come more or they feel like it's not enough. And yeah, is that something that comes up for you? I, I know that you've probably done it enough to be able to explain it, but do you find that people think it's almost too good to be true yeah. to only have to train once a week? Yeah, that's a great question, Dominic. Exactly right. We hear it all the time. Um, that's why, first of all, most of our clients are referrals. We don't really advertise much um, because people don't believe it, and it does sound kind of scammy. Um, but once they experience it, that's why we know that if they come in and they try it, what they hear doesn't really matter until they try it. And uh, it, it, we, we occasionally get want to work out more. I have, I have a couple of clients that still work out twice a week. And one is a super intense client and he works out hundred percent of failure and he keeps recovering. He's one of those rare individuals that can do that, but that's a tiny percentage of the population. Uh, I can't do that. So, you know, we find that he, uh, you know, the people prefer to not come in that often after a while, because the truth is this workout isn't that much fun um, for most people, uh, but they perceive it as being useful enough to do it um once a week and that's and then they can go about their lives the rest of the week and walk and you know go to the you know to the swim or whatever they want to do but this gives them the exercise component that they want without getting injured and without putting a huge time commitment in yeah and that's you know we we talk about it all the time that i think the the two main things clients come to us for one the obvious one is results right and they're looking for something gain muscle lose fat look better exactly whatever the, you know there's some type of result but there's a feeling that goes along with it also, right? They have to, if they're bought into what they're doing, they get that feeling of, right, I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing the best thing for my body, my longevity, my goals. Right. So those are, those are two things that I think in order to get and keep clients, you have to have, they're, they're kind of non-negotiable. One of the bonuses on the flip side, like you pointed out, is you're giving people a ton of time back rather than four or five times a week, right. an hour of workout plus travel time, whatever the case may be, you're like, Hey, you're probably busy. I'm sure a lot of your clients are, you know, professionals, people who keep a tight schedule. It's like, Hey, all you have to do is pencil me in once a week between hopefully between travel time, workout, travel time back. It's an hour out of your week. There's no real excuse exactly. that anybody can give themselves. And it's like, Hey, it, you know, a lot of trainers want to give people more and work them harder and do things. They don't realize one of the things we can do is give people their life back so that they can go, like you said, enjoy the other things. Maybe it sets somebody up to feel good in their position or they can interact with their family or, or participate in their activities, but giving people, you know, four or five times the amount of time commitment right. back to them is a huge value in you know uh, allows you to charge accordingly to where your per session is is premium but then you know when they look at their monthly credit card statement or whatever it is it's like oh that's not too bad you know it's you so you you get to play the best of both worlds there more than any other training system that i've seen realistically really nailed so, it there. Yeah. does your um does your protocol work for um you know, the range of different goals for people who want to, to add muscle, who want to 
you know, lose fat, different things like that? Is it adaptable? Is it automatic? Like, how do you, or is there a certain niche that you fit in kind of don't go into the periphery of? Right. Yeah, that's a good question too. Um, you know, over the years, we, you know, I've seen enough clients to know that I have clients that are nine years old that, you know, have injuries from um, uh, their, their little uh, gymnastics class. And I have 90 year olds that have never worked out before as well. So everyone in the middle, the whole range, because it's so safe and effective, they can all do it. And it's so private, they, they need that little extra care. We can do that. But you're right. It's like the, 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 what, what really sets us apart is that the people understand the value of their time, not so much the value of the, of the money, because the time that they're getting back, let's, if someone's a, a lawyer and he's charging $300 an hour, if he has to come in one hour to see me, then that's those other three hours a week, he's making his money working. Why would he, you know, it's a no brainer. I mean, it's like, if I can get the results I'm looking for, which is in most cases, like you said, strength gain, fat loss, right? Most of everybody wants that. And then, you know, injury prevention and, and all those things. But this protocol works perfectly for both because as they work this hard, their recovery is when they burn all those extra calories. So recovery is when they're rebuilding their bodies. So they don't have to work out more and more and more to get the result they're looking for. They have to work harder when they're with me. And because of that, they get either the fat loss and we talk about diet, of course, and, and we talk, and, but they're, they're, they're getting that fat loss aspect because their muscles are, are hungry and they're absorbing and using the calories to rebuild. You know how it is. It's not from the workout. It's the recovery when you burn all those calories. So as long as the intensity is high enough, they get the strength gains consistently and they get the uh, fat loss pretty consistently as long as they're eating right. Yeah, it's, it seems like it definitely nails down a lot of those those target points. So uh, because the model doesn't scale beyond one-on-one, right. as we said, you know, we need a, a specific, a very controlled environment. You can't have multiple sessions really at all, unless you had a facility that was, was quite segregated. But in your facility, the way, the other way that you find efficiency from a business standpoint is you're filling holes where you don't have clients with other trainers um, in blocks is the way that you've got it mostly managed, right? So is your is your biggest opportunity for maximizing, you know, the the revenue potential of the business just in utilization, just making sure as many of those 30-minute sessions are taken in the course of a day? Is there any any other avenue there? Is that the primary one? Well, it is the primary one, but the other one you have to remember is the overhead. And um, mm-hmm. because we are a private studio and we are in control of our machines, I take excellent care of the machines. So they don't wear out, you know, and they, it doesn't need a lot of, of upkeep. So between that and the fact that, you know, I just have to keep the gym cold, you know, the overhead can be low. And if the overhead is low enough, then you don't have to squeeze every penny out of everything else. You know, there's, there's some, there's some wash there, but yes, you're right. The efficiency has to come from, you know, the gym shouldn't be dark as often as possible. Someone needs to be in there working and uh, you know, Sundays, usually no one's in there on Sundays, but there are, you know, five to six days a week. There's always someone in there at some point, hopefully, you know, that's, that's the plan. Are there any other 
um, value adds, additional services, anything else that you offer through the facility or through partnerships for your training clients? You know, over the years, you know how it is as a gym owner, you get pitched on things constantly, you know, and I've determined the only thing I'll do is, is I, I like a certain set of whole food uh, nootropics and I will okay. promote that to my clients uh, when they ask, but I don't have any real other alternative uh, uh, distractions, I call it, because really I want them to just focus on the workout. Um, you know, we're, we do, of course, refer out to chiropractors or orthopedists and stuff like that, but that's not um, set in stone. It's that per trainer and their connections with who they have. One of my trainers is a functional medicine uh, practitioner, so he really has a lot of background and can help us in a lot of things. And I will sometimes refer them to him for blood tests and so forth to get deeper into things. But it's really just about, uh, about providing a workout. Yeah. So you stay in your lane, so yeah. to speak, and don't, don't go outside of scope. And that's your business is training clients. And like you said, not a lot of distractions. We do one thing. Great. That's, that's our focus. Yeah. That's, you know, doing that is probably something that gets muddied a lot. It's, <laughs> you know, do one thing kind of well or pretty well, and we'll, we'll get distracted and entrepreneurs specifically can, you know, have that shiny object. Shiny object. So um, we've talked about your, your trainers a couple of times. Um, this is another specific thing. There is a, a unique, not just to you, but a very small group of um, specialized certifications in order to work with clients. So how does that work? And do you, do you for the people that you've, you've employed over the years or had under you, do you, have you found people who are great culture fit and then had them go through this certification or are you only finding people who are already certified in this style of training? Yeah. You know, Dominic, over the years, we've gone all different directions with that. And the truth is uh, current clients have become some of the best trainers. Um, they already know and love it. And then they want to transition to this type of uh, environment and work this way. But honestly, um, many trainers that are already certified can be less enthusiastic and don't always fit because they've got their mindset and they know what they want to do. And this kind of isn't like most of those. And so they have to unlearn or try something completely different from all the money and time they spent learning something else. Um, so that doesn't always fit, you know, and that's fine. You know, it, it, both things work. It's just that this is what, what we do. And if they're not willing to do that, we don't you know, this was not a good fit for us, but generally uh, existing clients and occasionally I'll just run across somebody that wants to, you know, get in the world and I explain to them what this is and they learn about it on their own. And then they come back to me and say, okay, I want to do more of this. And over the years, you know, trainers have come and gone, but it's definitely, um, you have to have a passion just for slow motion, high intensity workouts like this, because there's a lot of distraction for what else you could do. Um, but once they love it, you know, just like a client, they'll stay with it. Yeah. And then, you know, you started, you said that a lot of your clients have turned into some of the best trainers. Um, I think we touched on a little bit before, but um, because you have such a unique training method, the, there are all these pros to it. I think we, we basically alluded to your clients have become your best billboards, your best advertisements. Yeah. And a lot of people say that, uh, but 
because everything is so generic to most of the population, fitness is commoditized. Right. There is not a lot of differentiation. It's hard for people to go out and be that billboard as much as they love you. It's a really tough thing. But in your case, do you find that it's because it's it's so unique and effective and it's something that people could say, oh, this is really different. Do you find that that's what gets those referrals into your door? Like, what do those interactions usually look like? Yeah, you're right, Dominic. That is it. And I think what, as a gym owner, you need to understand that if you're just another gym, okay, you know, you'll get some clients um, and people will come and go. Um, but if you have something specific to offer, something you truly believe in, or you have a, a, a unique a unique take on something, and you go all in on it, like we've done, there is a certain percentage, not everyone, of course, but a certain percentage that will just thrive, and they are going to talk about it. They can't help themselves. Um, if you're just another gym on the corner, like the guy down the street there, yeah, there might be a small small differences, but there's not enough to send someone to you over the guy down the street if they're talking about it. So what do you provide that's so much better, at least in your own mind? So because you know how it is, if you believe it, it's gonna it's gonna influence the client. And so you know, find your own and find what matters to you, and it just comes through organically, and then they are organically going to talk about it to their family and friends. Uh, so we've almost never advertised. Uh, in 30 years because of that, you know, and, 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 and we could be bigger if we did maybe, but then you get people that aren't so passionate about it. And I want to be around people that love it. I don't want to have to try to convince people all the time. That's not, I'm too old for that. <laughs> yeah. There's something to be said for the conversations um, that start off by somebody saying, Hey, I heard about you. I checked out what you're doing. I think it's what I want to do. Mm. Am I a good fit for you? You know, people almost, asking yep. you to qualify them. And that may sound a little bit, you know, exclusionary, but it really, like you said, it's, it's not that fun to try to spend all your time convincing people why they should do it. If you have enough business to where you can just really work with those people that you love, they're going to get a great experience. It's going to be rewarding. It's one of the biggest things that staves off burnout, I think, right. for you know, in the industry. Not a lot of people make it, you know, three years, let alone 30. So right. I think there, there's a lot to that. So as we start to close out on time here, sir, um, you know, one of my favorite questions to ask people who've been doing this a long time, uh, and I like to qualify, I never ask anybody to change something they've done because I don't think that's fair. But I always like to know if there was a lesson or a piece of advice or anything that you could tap yourself on the shoulder and say, Hey, if you know this, hmm. it's going to make things better for you. you might make it more enjoyable, whatever it is, anywhere along the path is, has there ever been any big aha moment where you're like, Oh, this was the game changer. Um, you know, maybe this, uh, maybe certainly when I, I grew up on the East coast and I came out to the West coast all those years ago. And I had a sort of an, an, an epiphany when I met my soon to be business partner there. And it's a funny thing, okay, but when you meet someone that's very open and, uh, and, and connected to people, he very easily connected with people, and he gave me a hug, okay, I'm going to be honest with you, right, I'm a, I'm a bro, I'm a guy, right, and, and he gives me a hug uh, when we first started working together, and I said, oh my God, what is this, and as time went on, he did, I saw he did this with all his clients, and he did this everywhere, and it changed my perspective on what it was to be 
you know, uh, helping people and in a gym, it wasn't just, you know, yelling at them, making them work harder and, you know, kicking their ass. It was actually connecting with people. And I think to me, it was that, that switch of life isn't a struggle. Life isn't about, you know, attack, attack, attack. Life's about um, interacting, connecting and helping. Yeah. But also getting help back in that way. Like uh, he helped me a lot to break through all these sort of walls and, 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 and restrictions in my life to open up and say, you know, people want to be around people who are warm and friendly and helpful. And, uh, you know, if you can do that, you don't have to worry about how many, you know, workouts you're going to get this week or, or how much you're charging because people will just feel it and they will just join you. They'll follow you and they'll be around you, want to be around you. I think that's pretty powerful, sir. And I don't think I'm going to have any way to top that. So <laughs> I think we're going to end this thing on a high note right there. Last thing I want to ask you before we let you go, though, uh, if people want to see more of what you're doing, uh, are you on social media? I know you have a website. Where are the best places for them to to check out and learn more about what you're doing and, and follow along with you and desist those strength? Yeah, I don't uh, really do social media much. Um, I think uh, to me, just going to the website is the best way that desistostrengthtraining.com. Send me an email. I'm happy to talk to anybody about this anytime. Um, and I'm open to new things too. You know, even though I've done this for 30 years, I'm just honestly always looking for the most efficient, most effective way to train people. And if you know something that I don't know, I'm happy to talk about it and explain it to me. And uh, if it's better, I'll, I'll look into it too. So I just like to talk about, uh, about health and fitness in any way. And, um, you know, and if I can be of any help to a young starting gym owner, I'd be happy to talk to him about it because it's been through a lot of the ups and downs. I appreciate that, sir. And I'm sure somebody in our audience will. So be on the lookout. Your inbox might, might have a couple of inquiries there. <laughs> happy to do it. That's all the time we have. I appreciate you being on here with us. I've learned a lot. You've, you've opened my eyes. I'm going to do some more research. So I appreciate you being here with us. It's been a pleasure. I wish you continued success, sir. Dominic, thank you so much. You're a great interviewer. Thanks for your time. You're very welcome. And everyone out there listening, um, hopefully you've had your ears open. If not, hit the rewind button. There's a lot of gems here. We appreciate you being here with us. If you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Ward's nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Ward's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Stephen and Elias from the Gym Mesa out of Mesa, Arizona. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Good. Thanks for having us. We appreciate being on. Hey there. Well, I'm glad to be Yeah, I thank you guys for taking a, you know, an hour out of your day to sit down, have this conversation, give back to the industry a little bit. Um, before we really dive into the business side, um, I would love to know the backstory as to how you guys ended up in the industry, how you became fitness business owners. Uh, well, for me, you know, one of my business, my whole goal 
my whole life was to, I wanted to open just one little small gym. I wanted to do little Bible studies out of it. I wanted to reach the community. And the opportunity came about when I met my business, current business partner, George Jackson. He's like, okay, I'm going to put you in one of our TGs, one of our the gyms in Vista. And we're gonna, I want you to help turn it around, get it growing. And then next time we see an opportunity to do a gym, it'll be yours. Uh, we were looking for real estate and property. Long story short, a worldwide pandemic hit. And um, our gym just started booming. Obviously, we chose to not close. And we got like a kind of a cult following out of that. And from that, you know, after the pandemic, there's gyms all across the country who had to shut their doors. So there's still a lot of gyms in the country that are closed down and haven't been reopened. Yeah. Obviously, there's a big box gym that closed down and we got the opportunity to purchase that. And now we're booming. Well, dang. So ultimately, you guys kind of utilized the pandemic to your advantage to help you grow like a really successful brand. For yeah. our listeners, kind of give us an elevator pitch of TG, the gym, kind of who you are, what you have to offer, paint a picture for us. Yeah, you know, like uh, going back to what Stephen just said there um, and his dream of having the gym back in, uh, what, 2000. 13, 2015, uh, we actually went to this gym. It was originally World's Gym, and we had a little uh, uh, men's group uh, Bible study that we ate at this, uh, which is a healthy restaurant right next door. And this was always the dreams that we were kind of talking about. Uh, long story short, we saw each other at a contest years later, and he's like, hey, we're coming to Mesa with the gym. And uh, I already kind of knew what it was about. And basically, the gym is, uh, you know, it's a place for more serious fitness, more of a hardcore culture where people go in there and get it done. Uh, but the main thing that we offer is uh, all trainers, uh, you know, from whatever background to come in there, everybody needs a gym membership. You pay your gym membership, you can go train your own client. So even your clients are members, uh, but you can go in there. We split no revenue share with you. You set your own rates. You check in your gym membership like normal and you go train your, uh, your, train your clients. So we allow uh, not just a small box, you know, CrossFit, small style space, but a huge space up to 40,000 uh, square feet to uh, build your own business, take home your own money. And uh, we just expect to have you as a gym member. Yeah. One of the other things, right, we're, we are a hardcore, not hardcore, we're a serious fitness gym. All our gyms have dumbbells over 200. I'd like to say we have the best leg room in all all the state of Arizona and we just kind of have the best culture and environment, but yeah, the no fee personal training is kind of our, our big sales point. So no fee personal training. So from personal training, you guys are not making anything more than you would from a typical member who's coming in and doing their own thing. Is that right? We don't see a dime of what our personal trainers make. Walk me through the decision making behind that why did you good guys decide to take that route because obviously for many gyms personal training is a really big piece of how they make their money uh, right. so, pain rent. yeah so walk me through how you guys you know make this work for the facility so part of our well i'll tell you the backstory of how it came to be but that's kind of in 1985, when Rick and George opened their first gym, before personal training was kind of a thing, they were like, hey, you know, every, you know, it was the Wild West back then. 1985, a certified personal trainer was a thing. So people were training clients. People weren't training clients. People were sneaking people in. So Rick was like, screw it. As long as everyone has a gym membership, 
do whatever you want, just have a gym membership or a day pass. And that's been the same business model we've had for 37 years. And, you know, it's funny because like you said, most of these big gyms, their lifeblood comes from trainer rent, whether that's $500 or $1,000. And there's some gym models that are exclusively or personal training studios built on that rent from trainers. And that's how they make money. But the way we see it is, you know, let's say we have 40 trainers and 10 clients each. That's 400 members for us. Everybody wins. So the more trainers we get that have the more clientele, our member base just grows. And, you know, if you go to one of these big box gyms, I won't name names, but, you know, the personal trainers are what set the culture and what make the gym. So I want the best ones possible because these big box gyms, you know, the, the CEOs are all billionaires making a ton of money. And the personal trainers who actually make the culture and are servicing your members are making $15 an hour. There's some of our trainers that are taking home six figures, charging $100 a session. And, you know, really, the cream, the cream rises to the top. If you're the best trainer, you're going to get clients. If you're a bad trainer, you'll stick with the same two or three clients you've had. But, you know, the cool thing about our model, too, is the best trainers from all the gyms in the area have been coming to train out of our gym with 40,000 square feet. You have everything you need and you don't pay rent. It's kind of a no brainer. And another thing looking forward, you know, we may have a looming recession coming. It's kind of recession proof because as a trainer, I don't know if I can pay a thousand dollars in rent, but you know what? Free to build my own business sounds pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. I think from a training standpoint, like if I were a trainer, I'd be like, heck yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I can come in I can fill my schedule with as many plans as I want and not have to worry about paying you guys a single dime. But when it comes like to the business standpoint, it's okay to be like a little selfish and look at like, how, how do you feel like that benefits you? Because there's a certain point at which like, if all of your trainers are full, like you're not making any additional money from that. So at that point, do you look for more trainers or like, how does that go? Well, you know, it's kind of like capitalism at its finest. If they want to make more money, they can make more money. And we constantly have new trainers almost weekly coming to our gym because of our business model. So it's actually been very successful. Some of our gyms have over 100 trainers that work out of there. And, you know, find me another gym that has 100 trainers. You won't find a gym that has 100 trainers. So, I mean, we have never had a problem with a shortage of clientele for, for to trainer ratio. And, you know, I haven't you know, we've been up 37 years and it hasn't really come up as a problem yet. But uh, yeah, it's something we really enjoy. I love seeing the trainers succeed. And there's some trainers that probably make more than me and God bless them. Like I'm happy for them. That's what we want to see. We want to encourage that stuff. Take, take your business as your own and make it grow to what you want. I don't want to cap you by taking your money from you. Yeah. And that's, no, that's the difference. Like you said too, though, the cream rises to the top. So if you are going to be a personal trainer in there, since we're not uh, always just feeding you clients, you have to uh, be self-motivated to be successful in there yourself too. Uh, or you can just be a member and go work out at the gym. Um, so yeah, it's been different at Mesa since it's not as densely populated as California to get the surplus of trainers in there. Um, and what it works out to be is they end up being your own marketing people. You know, So we're getting free marketing out of trainers telling them, hey, come here, you have to get a gym membership and this is where we're gonna do our training. So all these trainers that are highly motivated are already marketing for us, getting members in our own gym. And then that's saving us money on the back end from spending those dollars to go do it ourselves in our time. Right. So, so 
you know, obviously the, the personal training element is a big part of what you do. Um, but do you have clients who are not involved with a personal trainer that come in and just utilize the space at their choosing? Yeah. So like we said, we're not, you know, a personal training studio. So we are an open gym to everybody. So from, we have some of, some people day one, they're beginners starting their fitness journey. So we have Mr. Olympia competitors and top IFBB pros training out of our gym because yeah. Like I said, we offer everything with that hardcore environment. And, you know, we've also known for like, sorry to keep going back to personal training, but we also noticed that, you know, in our gym in San Diego, if you want to get in shape and you want to go to the gym with the best trainers, everyone knows you train at the gym in Pacific Beach because they have the best trainers for it, whether it's contest prep, weight loss, transformation, or getting running a marathon or pro athlete. We have all those trainers under the same roof. So, yeah, it's it's. Our lifeblood isn't the trainers. That's just one of the special things we offer. Our biggest thing is that culture in our community is what draws people in. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a plethora of people that are just members that come training out of the gym daily. Uh, and even at that, we keep talking about the trainers, but the trainers uh, on the books are still really members. You know, so everybody's a member and everybody treats everyone the same and there's no privilege necessarily uh, towards the trainers because you're, you're paying us the same amount of money a month. So trainers, you make your space, it's first come, first serve, and everyone gets treated the same as whether you are actually just a member working out or you're a member as a personal trainer training. Okay, got it. I definitely understand that. And so, you know, when right now as things currently stand like for example in the mesa location how many clients total would you say you guys have in the gym or how many members do you have members we have about two thousand, and then as far as trainers we probably have over 30 so you do the math it's not all training and personal training so yeah. like i said because we're forty thousand square feet and we offer everything so we just have, it's almost like a playground for people who want to lift or work out. Yeah. And I would say probably 30 actually consistent trainers that are day in, day out doing it. And then we probably have another 30 to 50 that are getting going, uh, come in, you know, once or twice a week or finally land a client and come train somebody. So a lot of trainers trying to build up to that. And then, you know, probably 30 consistent trainers in their morning and evening, uh, getting it done, stacked with clients. Yeah. Okay. So is, you know, 2000 members, 30 trainers with schedules kind of varying. Is that a place where you guys are feeling good, feeling comfortable for this location? Or ideally, are you looking to grow and, and welcome more members in the facility? No, definitely not yet. You know, so uh, it's definitely been a, we've had a plug away a little more in Arizona. Uh, we, we opened up in April of 2021. So right after uh, all the EOSs and LA Fitnesses were finally coming out of lockdown um, and people were scared, you know, so it's definitely been uh, just a little bit more of a pull out here um, because there is also all those corporate gyms on every corner. Uh, we're in San Diego. That's where we are birthed out of. We're already very known. So opening other locations out there hasn't been easy, but it definitely was uh, just, uh, it just popped off a little quicker. Uh, go ahead, Stephen. Oh, but as as for room for growth, like I said, forty thousand square feet is huge. Yeah. So yeah. your average forty thousand square foot big box gym has ten thousand members. Uh, you know we can probably go upwards. The difference between our members and the big box gyms, our members they work out every day, at least five six days a week. Yeah. So we could probably fit up to six thousand members comfortably in there. So yeah, the sky is the limit. So two thousand is great, but we can yeah six thousand is probably the eventual goal. Yeah, and we're, and we're, 
every month we're hitting our goals, we're going over. So we're still just uh, climbing in, in Phoenix location. So. so walk me through some of the things that you're doing to aid that growth process, to step on the gas per se. Um, how are you guys finding new clients? Obviously, I know that we talked a little bit about the trainers being free marketing for the gym, but outside yeah. of that, what are, what are you guys doing? So yeah, the trainers are free marketing. That's one avenue. Another avenue is sometimes we had a we had a thousand dollar deadlift challenge. We have some events where whoever could pull their body weight the most times won a thousand dollars. We've had Charles Glass doing meet and greets and seminars. Uh, we hire photographers and just come in and photograph the culture. And then we have social media posts we do and social media ads. Uh, we run specials whether it's no enrollment or you know, first month down only. We always have something going to kind of generate a buzz or generate a, you know, some sort of excitement. Because, you know, if you build it, they'll come as a complete lie in the gym industry. You can't just build an awesome gym. Yeah. You got to go get them. We have, we have some salespeople that they, we go and hit all the neighboring in like a 10 mile radius, all the neighboring businesses. We have our cards and businesses. We have free day passes, stuff like that to really, you know, we got boots on the ground. We got yeah. social media. We did a Google review contest. Who can do, you know, who gives us the best Google review can win a prize package. And it led to a bunch of Google reviews, which upped our rating. And then obviously it helps us for the algorithm. So we got a bunch of more people through the door. So we're always trying to get creative. And, you know, we're not, we don't ever spend a ton of money on these things either. Exactly. We had a sponsor give away the thousand dollars for the deadlift challenge. So we're trying to do the best we can and get as resourceful and creative as we can. Cause you know, everyone thinks you got to spend thousands of dollars on marketing and, and just, you know, you need a whole marketing team and department. Honestly, Elias and I do it ourselves. We use poster my wall and we build all our ads that way. And it's just, it all comes out great. And we haven't really had to uh, hire a marketing person per se. Yeah. yeah so what, you guys oh, have done a lot of events and a lot of things like that. And those generate word of mouth. And in this industry, we all love word of mouth because it's free. Um, and we don't have to spend a ton of money to have word of mouth. As long as we have a kick-ass service product people are going to talk about it um you mentioned a little bit that you've utilized social media you've utilized some ads on social media and i think that's an area a lot of gym owners are really hesitant to to step into that territory because you know with ads obviously you spend a little bit of money and it's scary to spend money if we don't know if we're going to make money so has that been something that has proven to be beneficial time after time or do you find that there's kind of ebbs and flows to the success with that? Well, we create ads, but we don't really pay to get them boosted. Well, we've paid for like Here two or three to get boosted, the deadlift competition stuff like that. But whenever we, we mean when we create an ad, we, we make our own ads and stuff through all these different apps you can use. And it's been really successful. I mean, yeah, paying for a, to get an ad boosted on Instagram, you never really know if it's working. Sometimes you're just throwing away your money. So we're very hesitant to go that route you have to ask when people come in like, yeah how'd you, how'd you hear about us instagram or google very cool you know but we're noticing most of our members find us through a friend who's been posting about us on their stories on instagram you know if you go on our instagram page you go through our stories you know we got 30 40 stories a day that people that check in every day there and they post that they're working out there and, you know, eventually someone watching someone, hey, where are you training at? And it leads to us getting more traffic. So a lot of it's organic and not forced. Yeah, and that's a good thing it makes is we actually repost people's stories. We don't just highlight only IPB professional bodybuilders, this and that. Uh, 
so we don't repost every single thing, but we like to highlight our actual members in there. And I think it really makes them feel like they're part of the gym and makes them want to tell other people. And it gives them that little bit of a, a blow up on social media. Um, so that helps. And then uh, we post pretty consistently. So if we do an ad, instead of always uh, spending the money to promote it, we just are consistent with uh, reposting. We try not to be spammy with it, but we'll post it during the whatever seven day period we have the deal and we usually just archive uh, archive it or delete it we'll repost it with some different verbiage um we just consistently do that ourselves so it's always on the feed always fresh on the stories and we've had pretty good success on our uh, all of our deals by just doing that ourselves yeah. and i don't want to get too 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 give away too many of our secrets but also you know you got to spend time on social media we answer every dm right away yeah i go into like a five mile radius and see all the gyms around us and people that check in in those gyms and I follow them with our page and, you know, then they start following us back and they start watching and they're like, Oh, well, I've heard about this gym. And they'll eventually it'll turn into a day pass, which you could turn into a membership. So right. there's a lot of free things you can do where you don't have to spend a ton of money, especially starting out. It's not about spending money. It's about building the culture and the community. And that word of mouth is what gets you people gets the door swinging. I guess you could say. Yeah, for sure. I think like all the organic stuff that you guys are doing, is working obviously but how i like to think of you know advertising and i think we all have kind of burnt our bridges on advertising at one point or another in this industry like we'll spend money to boost a post and then like you said we don't know if it's working or not so why do it um but like facebook instagram more recently they have a feature where you can actually run an ad campaign so the thing that i like a lot about that is that we can find the people who aren't necessarily already looking for us. So maybe they don't have a friend that goes to the gym Mesa. Maybe they don't um, go to a gym nearby, but they're at home. They've done bodybuilding in the past. Maybe they're just looking to get a kick-ass workout routine in, but they don't know to look. So with digital ads, we can reach that client, help more people. Um, and I've heard, you know, a lot of people getting like three to one returns. So if you're getting like a three to one return on investment, then like at that point, I feel like it's worth it, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. And it's tricky because I would say for sure, like I'm a fitness expert, business expert. Yeah. But when it comes to marketing, definitely not an expert. And so similarly to you guys, like I had to kind of figure everything out on my own, um, which can be challenging. Um, nobody wants to feel in the dark and feel like um, we don't know where to go when it goes to marketing. But Nonetheless, right. I don't want to take a little steer, a little turn here so we don't run out of time. Um, yeah. What kind of bottlenecks, challenges are you guys facing with the Gym Mesa? And what are you guys kind of actively doing to overcome that? Um, I think it's great when we can kind of connect on these things because I guarantee out of the 20,000 people listening, there's at least one person who's feeling the same thing that you are. So coming to Arizona was definitely a learning curve, right? In San Diego, where we have four or five gyms, we're already established, everyone knows who we are. So building our name was kind of the biggest challenge in a new market. Mm -hmm. um, from the music people like to the, yeah. the products they consume to the hours we need to be open. Like we're now expanding our hours starting next month um, to the different, you know, what everyone wants in Arizona. One of the biggest challenges I think right now, it's summer in Arizona. Yeah. A lot of people go out of town, it's 115 degrees. 
Um, and we're still tracking and making great numbers, which you don't see a lot. But last summer was a challenge. It was 115 degrees. We just opened. You know, people don't want to leave their homes. So how do you get them out of their homes when it's you don't want to do anything? You just want to sit in your AC and veg out. And then um, pay for your electric. Yeah, too, so, so. The, actually, the weather has been a challenge. The, uh, going into a new community has been a challenge. Um, finding out what works in a new community for us, it's it's... You know, in San Diego, we can play reggaeton all the time on the music and everyone freaking loves it. And, you know, out here, it's a little different demographic. We're playing more rock and hip hop. And, you know, we're around, uh, we're surrounded in the land of Arizona of, of 1099 gyms or 999 gyms. But that's a big problem. Yeah, 999 gyms that are 24 hours. And how do you compete with a big box gym that's 999 in 24 hours? So, you know, we're obviously going the opposite way. We don't want to be a race to the bottom. We want to be a race to the top. So we got to do everything better from building the community to building the culture, to greeting people, to even the selection of equipment. Because if we're just like, we're trying to compete with the 999 gyms, why are they going to pay 2999 when they can go to this other gym for 999? So we really, those are some of the really big challenges we didn't know about coming to this market, but we're doing a great you know, with all the stuff we said we were doing, we're doing a great way of handling that. And it's trial and error, you know? Yeah. And the industry is constantly evolving too. So like what works this year might not work the same next year. And so we just need to stay on top of our toes to try to figure those things out. Um, you kind of mentioned there that you have a lot of competition popping up. Competition, but not really It's not even the same service, right? Yeah. So how do you feel like you guys stand out like how if if i was somebody living in mesa and i saw you i saw you know one of those big box gyms what are you doing to stand out yeah well um just like we said about the you know the ten dollar clubs everywhere uh we don't ever want to go that route even though we're not crazy more um than that we don't want to degrade our business by going down to 10 bucks a month and i think that's what the people will tell you is they'll come over here from uh, these big box gyms, these LA fitnesses, EOS, and you go, wow, people are actually training. All they do is change their music on their phone real quick and they actually work out. Um, you know, we have a posing room. Lots of people like to go do their selfies in there, but you can actually check up on your physique. So we have these certain little uh, niche things that people go, hey, this is a place to actually better myself, not just to hang out with your buddies and your cool active fitness wear uh, and uh, have a little posse and chill. Yeah, one of the other things, you know, we have really unique equipment. You know, I I got a lot of equipment dealers all around the United States and some of our equipment in there, I love the old stuff. We got equipment that's 20, 30, 40 years old, equipment that's older than me. And so, brand new. Yeah, so, so people love the specialized stuff. And then we have brand new belt squats, really cool high-end custom equipment. So we have stuff that's unique that you will never find with a big box gym. And you know, one of the other things, like I said, by keeping it in a higher price range, our 2,000 members, you know, if you go to a gym with these big box gyms with 10,000 members, these people will literally come over like, oh, I'm sick of this gym. It's always just kids standing around the squat rack on our cell phones and they're texting all day and no one racks their weight. You know, we're big on gym etiquette. We will kick you out if you're not racking your weight. Yeah. We make it an environment that's serious. You can get your workout in and go home. So like I said, we're going the opposite culturally, equipment wise, music wise, and, and things that we offer because we don't want to be like them because exactly. just like you said, if we're like them, then I'm going to spend $10 and go down the street. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of people, no matter how big or how small the, com- the community is, I'm not sure, I'm not familiar with Arizona all too well, but like however big Mesa is, there's always going to be people who don't even know that you're there who would fit in perfectly to that service. Yeah. It's just a matter of like, hey, what can we do as business owners to get them through the door? And I think for most of us, that's like our number one challenge is like figuring out what, what works best for that piece. Yeah. And one of the cool things about having all the 999 gyms around us, there's there's literally one a mile in each direction, north, south, east, west. In our gym, we can yeah. Google map it. But one of the cool things is for these 999 gyms is these guys don't cancel the 999 memberships. So they'll go in there and be like, dude, have you heard about the gym Mesa? It's pretty sick. You got to go check it out. And then, you know, hey, how'd you hear about us? Oh, my buddy trains at this gym, told me I got to check this gym out. And so it's almost like another stream or a form of marketing for us because these cheap gym memberships, you know, you're not going to cancel, it's $9.99. So you can afford to have two gym memberships. And then those people go into those gyms and tell us, because obviously we're not going to stoop low and go try to, you know, take their members to go into the gym and hand out day passes, but our members just kind of do it for us. Yeah. For sure. Um, and I think, again, like everything here, it just comes back to word of mouth. Like yeah. in, 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 our, in the industry, it's our favorite thing because um, it's 100% full free. <laughs> um, and yeah. I, I love free. I think as humans, we naturally gravitate to the word free, right? Um, sure. you know, as business owners, even more so because we don't want to spend a ton of money to make a ton of money. Um, last question I have, it's kind of a more loaded question. So take it as you will. If I could hand you a magic wand, you achieved all your dreams, all of your goals for the gym Mesa. What would that kind of picture look like for you guys? Um, so like I said, we're all about the community. So typically in the way, you know, we're already on the way. If I waved a wand, I wouldn't change a lot of stuff about it. You know, we did a fundraiser. So one of the things about creating a good close community, we did a fundraiser where we sold limited edition shirts to raise money for me to go to uh, Uganda next week and build regenerative farms for my orphanages. And the, the, the community and the gym members really got around it. We sold out a first batch of shirts in a week. We had like 200. Second batch sold out right away. The more expensive shirts. Yeah, too. because our community just rallies around us and they become a part of something bigger. So I read for magic wand yeah 6,000 members we'd be doing what we already do men's bible study women's bible study we do community outreach we we raise money for people in need and we just want to be a light and a resource for the community so if you say if you wave a wand honestly I wouldn't change anything we're doing we're tracking to get done what we want and Elias can speak for it too you know I come in to work every day I get to do my dream job and live my dream that's right and it's just we're so blessed I see Elias you know because I knew Elias before he was doing the gym with me and he knew me before I was doing a gym and we couldn't have asked for a better opportunity or career because this is just when you get to do what you love every day it's just you're not really working does that make sense yeah no I get it for sure um, and I think like, that's why most of us are in this industry. For me, like, I really enjoy helping people, um, I don't like it. Capacity, I'm helping them. Like, that's what I enjoy doing. And so that's how I got here. And for you guys, it sounds like it's kind of the same thing. Um, yeah. you're really motivated to be a light for your community. 
Um, and so big time goal, have a space, 6,000 plus members, providing opportunities for trainers to grow in their career. I'm really excited to see it all play out for you. What do you feel like is most important for you guys to hyper-focus on right now to carry you to the 6,000 member kind of range at this particular location? Yeah, well, also in just to trickle back real quick about the, you know, waving the magic wand, it's just, uh, we're, we're already on our way to doing it now, but getting the staff, you know, completely correct. We want people to actually say your high advice and to be on it and, uh, and to feel like Steven and I do at the gym. We want to be there. We don't mind spending 12, 13 full, full days there if we need to because it's our, it's our uh, little bit big baby, um, you know, and uh, sorry, what, what was the, what was the question? <laughs> No, it's uh, my question to you was just like to wrap things up. We talked about, you know, the magic wand question. And so, you know, 6,000 members providing a place for, for trainers to come. And um, like you said, finding the right staff. What do you guys feel like you need to focus on right now to make that a reality sooner than later so that you can move on to the next big thing? So we're adding over 200 members a month. But a big thing we're doing, we have a couple big projects coming up, that, you know, we're ripping out our basketball court and we're adding a functional training room. We'll have kilo plates in there, squat racks, and another set of dumbbells up to 125. We'll have some turf put in. So it's gonna be more training area, more space. Another thing we're gonna put in, it's called TG Wellbeing, which is another phase of our gym. We're gonna add a medical clinic in there. We're gonna rip out the kids club and put a medical clinic in there. We'll do hormone replacement therapy, yeah. TRT. We'll do blood work on site because you know, and it's great if you look healthy on the outside, but you also wanna be healthy on the inside. We have. A lot of pro bodybuilders in the industry dropping dead. So our thing is we want people to do blood work. So we'll be able to offer medical services. We're going to expand the gym. We're going to put in more equipment. So that's what we're going to continue. One thing we love to do is as soon as we get money, we love to continually put it back into the gym to make it even better. So the gym you see today with 2,000 members, when we have 6,000 members, is going to look entirely different. And we just keep trying to make it a better experience. We're never like... We never set it and forget it. You yeah. know, it's not like, oh, why can't we get to 6,000 members? Well, we haven't done anything in three years. Or in a decade. Yeah. If you see our gyms in San Diego, we're drastically changing them and upgrading them and updating them every couple of months because we just keep putting the money back into it. And that's what people like to see. You know, it also builds trust with your members. Like, okay, they're always going to be trying to bring in the best stuff and they're looking out for me instead of like, oh, I'm just a $30 a month bill for them and they don't care about me. Yeah, and that's not to put our nose in the, you know, all, all up in the air either. Uh, we just actually care about the gym. We do want to have the best gyms around, um, and we do take pride in that. You know, we believe it's a calling from above to do that, so we'd be, uh, be doing a disservice to uh, what we believe uh, God has put our life on to not go all in with it, put our money back into it, and make it special for all the people. Absolutely. I think you guys have the right heart behind it, and I'm excited to see that kind of carry you beyond this location. I want to see a million of these pop up from you guys. Um, yeah. Really, really excited for you. Last thing, what's the social media page for the facility? Where can our listeners go to find you guys online? Yes. So the Instagram is just the Jim Mesa at T-H-E-G-Y-M-M-E-S-A, the Jim Mesa. Um, we got what the gym Chula Vista also, if you want to follow yeah, the gym Chula is our, one of our San Diego ones, you can email us at the gym Mesa.com or sorry, the, the gym Mesa at gmail.com. Gmail if you want to sign up online, you can go to the gym Mesa.com. So there's plenty of ways yeah. to reach us. And then Wait. Facebook, 
Christian Mesa Facebook. So sweet. Well, I appreciate you guys being here today for sharing your insight, giving us a little light into the industry. Um, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lawyers Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only CJ Johnson with Cutting Edge Fitness out of Minnesota. CJ, what is going on, man? Happy Friday. How are you feeling today? Feeling great. Feeling great. Thanks for having me. There we go. There we go. Look, we're excited to have you here, and uh, we're definitely ready to dive into that nitty-gritty of what you have going on with uh, Cutting Edge Fitness here. But, you know, before we do that, we want to give you the opportunity here to go ahead and give the viewers a little perspective, right? How would you say you describe cutting edge fitness? What is it in your words? In my words, uh, we are a full service health club. Um, You know, we kind of try to be your one-stop shop. We offer a little bit of everything. Um, We're a 28,000 square foot facility. So we've got, we've got a lot of space. Um, I've got a full basketball court. I've got about 3000 square feet of artificial turf. Um, all, you know, full line strength equipment, cardio equipment, um, you know, saunas, we pretty much run the whole, the whole gauntlet of everything. So, and that's kind of been our goal since day one, um, since we walked in here 10 years ago. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. That is awesome. I, I got to come check it out. I'll tell you that. Um, and so, you know, uh, kind of dive into the bare bones basics here. Uh, you know, for you guys, I mean, just an estimate, if you can, how many members are you guys serving currently? Um, we have about right around a thousand members, um, you know, total members. That doesn't include memberships. Um, you know, obviously there's multiple people on, on family memberships. So um, active members right now, we're just a little bit over 1000 members. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, you know, for you, and especially being a more traditional gym, it's kind of hard to know this. Um, uh, what has been the best method of getting new people through the door? Um, you know, it's kind of a common answer, but, you know, I heard it a lot on a lot of previous episodes, but word of mouth was a huge thing. Um, I'm not originally from this area. Um, I'm originally from Des Moines, Iowa, um, right down by there. So, 
coming into a new town, you know, we, that's the only reason we moved here is this gym came for sale. You know, we, we hopped on the opportunity and, you know, an outsider coming into a, a small rural community like this is, is interesting. So, um, initially was really just getting ourselves out there and, you know, letting people know who we are, what we do, our background, our education is what we really, really strive on. So, um, initially that was what it was. So, um, we're in a town of 10,000 people. Um, we're pretty secluded as far as we're, we're not close to a lot of bigger cities, you know, the biggest city is probably about an hour away. So, um, we've got a fairly small radius of, of clients, members that we pull from. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was that was really just our initial word of mouth type thing. Recently, in the past year and a half, two years post COVID, we've started started kind of playing around with Facebook marketing, Instagram, things like that. And that has been successful, um, you know, just kind of reaching people who don't know who we are, or maybe haven't had exposure to us. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love the versatility. Um, and especially being, uh, you know, in a smaller town like that and in being a traditional gym, I mean, you can only broaden your horizon so much and, and do so much and really a- appeal to so many people. So um, that's great. That's great. And and so CJ, kind of moving on here, kind of curious, you know, being such a big facility like you guys are, I mean, let's say leads, traffic, members, clients, all these things were unlimited here. I mean, how much higher can you go? What's capacity look like? We can go higher. Um, you know, we really, my, my main focus is our training. You know, I started out as a strength conditioning coach. Uh, that was my main focus in college, directly out of college. Um, I had a great opportunity to do an internship in college with uh, what ended up being my business partner when we bought this this facility here in Fairmont. And he's he's still one of the best strength conditioning coaches I know. He's he's based out of Northern Iowa right now. Um, and that uh, you know obviously that's a very narrow spectrum when you're talking strength conditioning so when I met him he got me a little more interested in the the private sector okay so working with general population clients plus working with athletes and having that contrast and that's that's what really really kind of turned me on to the to the private sector and and kind of forwarded me into this facility so um you know I would say our biggest restriction right now is just finding help and finding quality help. And, you know, I run a full schedule. I, I train, I start training at five in the morning. I train till five at night, wow. every single day. Um, so I'm pushing about, you know, 60 clients ish through the door every week. So my, wow. my plate is pretty full. Um, and we just being in a smaller community, it's really hard to get, you know, more coaches, more trainers or the right person in to help you know, kind of help take that workload, you know, off my plate and build, you know, as, build that clientele as we go. So, um, you know, again, like you said, being in a town of 10,000, it's, it's, we don't have a lot of pull from, you know, too far of a radius outside of our, our community, but, um, you know, it's, we've continued to grow, obviously, uh, COVID put a little bit of a damper on that, you know, but, 
I think really right now we're back to full strength, you know, where we were, you know, prior to COVID. So um, we're always reaching for that next thing of how do we grow this business? How do we evolve? And, and really the past year has been interesting, you know, bringing in different concepts and bringing in different independent contractors to, to, you know, as far as my group fitness classes and my supplements go, you know, that's expanded so much in the past year. And that's kind of where we're focusing our growth on right now. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. And to have that versatility again and give those ascension pieces, right. Where they can be that one-stop shop for everybody, for whatever they need and all the members. That's, that's great. A great focus and way to transition focus there too. I think you're utilizing all avenues and making sure that everything's covered, right. That you can make money on all aspects, yep. which is the biggest thing. Right. And, and realistically, you know, I love the, the mindset here where you don't think that providing more services is hitting your members over the head with more. It's just giving them more to have and more to use from right. why look anywhere else when they can buy more from you. So I love that mindset there. And so, you know, and this is definitely a, a great perspective shift. And I think this is one thing I always want the viewers to really hear. How do you track this? I mean, how do you manage these metrics? I mean, look, you have a thousand plus members, right? I mean, knowing the lifetime value, how long they've been with you, the cancellation, if they're going to cancel, if they're brand new, how do you track those metrics? Yes. Yeah, so up until this point, so this is my 10th year owning this gym up until November of 2021, um, I really kind of flew by the seat of my pants. I did not have a great system down. What I did worked, but I didn't track things and I didn't really do things in the most efficient manner. Um, and the main reason being is I tried to do everything right. I, I had, I tried to do the book work. I tried to do a lot of this stuff and, you know, kind of over COVID when we were shut down, I had a, I had a lot of time to sit down and think and, and really, you know, kind of focus my attention on growth and, and what we had to do. And that was putting the right team in place here at cutting edge fitness. We, so I, I had an office manager at the time. She worked very part-time. Um, she has been phenomenal since she's worked for me for the past three or four years working part-time. So I came to her in November and I said, I want to bring you on full-time, you know? And she said, here's what I need. I said, deal. We're, we're going to move forward with this. So since then that has been, you know, hands down the best thing I've ever done. She, she has an accounting background. She has, you know, she knows exactly what she's doing that allowed me to step away from that whole aspect. And she runs everything, you know, kind of on the back end, uh, pretty, pretty much like a well-oiled machine. That's, yeah. that's, and, and it allows me to do what I'm good at. You know, I know that I'm not good at that stuff. I tried to become good at it. It's just not my thing. So, you know, really putting the right person into that position was huge for me. And it was really huge for our business. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I always say it's all about knowing whether you have a partner or whether you have an employee, you don't want people who are doing the same things as you. Right. I mean, it nope. just makes no sense genuinely. So if, if someone's a coach and serves as an owner and you're a coach and serves as an owner, it makes no sense. Like they could do the whole thing. I mean, obviously, yes, maybe, yeah, you can, you, there's too many clients and you need to both be coaching. Sure. 
But like if one's a marketer and the other one's a marketer, it makes no sense. It's just one person's doing nothing or one person's carrying the load. And, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. So I, I love the mindset there. I love you. I love that you understand it at such a high level too, CJ. That's important. That's important. It's a big eye opener for the viewers, right? I know, like you said, you didn't start this business to be a marketing professional, a, a accounting professional, none of that stuff, right? It's because you're passionate of fitness. And so in that case, it's completely understandable. You're not supposed to join this and be a marketing professional, sales professional, accounting professional. You're supposed to either have someone do it for you or you eventually learn. Like you said, you can try it, but if you know it's not you, it's not you. So I love that. And the fact that you mentioned the conviction as well, that she truly believes in the company, just like you believe it in yourself. That's the biggest thing. That is the biggest thing. That's awesome, brother. And so kind of continuing here, um, I'm going to go ahead and ask you a little bit of a longer winded question here. So bear with me. If you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know and I will do so. But a good question in itself, you know, so in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly. That's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So CJ, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, you know, really retention, that's been a, a strength of mine, um, you know, since day one. So I think that's out of the question. We, you know, a lot of my clientele, my normal clientele has been with me, um, training with me on a regular basis for, for five plus years, right? So um, I wouldn't say that. Um, really, as far as the accusations, you know, getting, getting people through the door would be our probably the where we could we could improve the most and the area that we can improve the most and um you know interestingly enough we've had this conversation multiple times and you know like i said with us expanding with our independent contractors and who we brought on board just in the past year that has has gotten better and i i i truly believe that we have we have more a lot more room for growth there, you know? Um, so again, we're kind of what the, the biggest, uh, barrier we run into is we just get maxed out so fast, you know? So, you know, I've been maxed out for X amount of time, you know, I don't have a whole lot of a whole lot more room in my schedule to bring more people through the door as far as from a personal training or sports performance standpoint. Um, my independent contractor, she focuses more on group training, um, she runs a really great class, uh, five, five times a week. And right now she's about maxed out. So as far as her classes go, really? so yeah, she's got a huge following. Um, so where I'm at with her is she also has a very big online presence. Um, and that's huge because I don't that, that whole on the whole online presence was a little, you know, that kind of started a little bit after I got started. So I have a little more of that old school mentality. And um, that's an area where I need to improve on. Um, and so, you know, bringing her on, I've learned a lot from her. And, you know, she's, she's about, I don't know, 10, 12 years younger than I am. So she understands all this a lot better than I do. So um, I'm learning a lot from her, we're, we're building off of each other and, and trying to improve in that, that aspect. But yeah, that's definitely the, the area we need to improve on moving forward. Yeah. I appreciate the honesty and transparency there, CJ. I think when you can 
put success to the side, regardless of success here, right? And and because I mean, here a thousand members, and it's like whoa. But, you know, people hear a hundred members and all that's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, you know, you're doing what you're doing and you're where you are and you can be humble enough to admit that you can still improve. I think it's an eye-opener for the viewers and the fact that there is no standard. There is no satisfaction. There's always more to do. So thank you for that, CJ. Seriously, I, I appreciate it and the viewers appreciate it. So, And last two questions for you, CJ, my two favorite questions. What's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? Um, like I said, long-term, I'm, I'm, I know our capability here. Um, and especially with the training aspect, I mean, membership stays pretty consistent, uh, from a training aspect. I know we have, I know we have so much more capability to, to do more volume. Um, so big picture, that is my main goal is I want to increase that volume, um, of personal training, sports performance training, stuff like that. Um, and, and really kind of, um, kind of creating a bigger spectrum of, of different things we offer. And, and like I said, we're, we're getting there, you know, I mean, there's just, it gets to a point where you can't offer much more, but, um, at at least from a training standpoint, we, we kind of try to offer everything, but just, you know, fine tuning those things and putting the right people in the right places. And I I finally feel after 10 years of owning this business that we're, we're putting the pieces in place and we're getting there, you know, we're missing a couple pieces, but you know, time will tell and time will, uh, it, it'll pan out. So. Yeah. A hundred percent. I truly believe that just because the leader you are, the person you bring, I mean, I can tell just, the charisma number one and how genuine you are just on here. It's inevitable, man. Yeah. I can see why you're as successful as you are, man. So, so, and that's why you're maxed out. I mean, come on. They're just about finding the system for you. I love that. I love that. And, and, and CJ, one last question for my favorite question. Okay. And I'm not going to lie to you. We had somebody like a month ago who walked out for 20 minutes, came back. was like, I'm ready to answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's do it. So we got some time here. So, uh, hopefully it doesn't take 20 minutes, but we'll see. So, you know, uh, CJ, if, if you could go back in time here to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge, you know, you know, now, and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? I'm going to go back to my team and just really explaining the benefit of, of, putting the right people in place at the business and taking some and, and, and sticking, knowing what you're good at and sticking to that, you know, um, it, it, you see it, the more you study different types of businesses and I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of different, you know, business owners of all different kinds, you know, through training them and through, you know, them being clients of mine. And then you know, obviously becoming friends and mentors of mine too, you know, it's, it's been just, just, you know, educating yourself as much as you can, um, you know, on the business aspect of it and, you know, on the personal aspect of it too, of, you know, like I said, sticking to what you're good at, letting go a little bit of the things you're not good at. You know, I just, I felt I, for the first eight years of, of my career here in Fairmont, you know, I, I just thought I was Superman, thought I could do everything. And, and, you know, that creates a burnout factor and it takes away from every aspect of, of your career. So, um, 
you know, like I said, that would be the main thing that I would tell a younger version of myself and, you know, not be so bullheaded. And when I bought this business, I was 25 years old. So that was, uh, you know, kind of a, a a learning experience, you know, as, as, as one of my, uh, mentors always says, you know, it's, that's your tuition. That's your tuition moving forward in business is, you know, <laughs> I love just that. realizing those things later on. So. Listen, CJ, that was a mic drop of an answer. I'm not even going to say anything after that. That's a good place to wrap this up on this you episode. Uh, but before we sign out here, you know, please CJ, it'd be a pleasure. Shout out your Instagram, Facebook website, anything you have, where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yeah, both Facebook and Instagram. It's Cutting Edge Fitness of Fairmont. Um, you know, my phone number, my email, everything is blasted all over those both those sites. So Cutting Edge Fitness of Fairmont is where you can find me. There we go. Look, CJ, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind just sticking around for one more second here, just to let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I'd appreciate it. Just going to sign everybody else out, okay? Okay. Um, and uh, to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.